Hey there, welcome to Your Living Health. This is the podcast where we talk about real life strategies to reduce your chronic inflammation. Each episode, we're going to uncover tools for how you can lose weight and achieve optimal health. I'm your host, Carly Lucchese. I'm a UC Davis trained registered dietitian, and I'm also a life coach. So together, let's coach through the science of inflammation, but in a way that's simple, purposeful, and fun. You ready? Let's go. Hey there. I want to start this episode uniquely today by saying a huge thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Each week, I do spend a lot of my time investing into you for free, absolutely free. And I love that you're equally willing to invest this time into yourself just by simply listening. And my hope is actually applying these concepts that we go over. So thank you, thank you to those of you that are here. And I'm also going to take this chance to annoy you further and ask that you please leave me a review. I know it's a total pain, but it really does help this info to get out to more people. And that's my goal. I want to help as many people as I can. So thank you to those of you who are willing to pause this episode and do that really quick. But now I do want to move forward and begin today's episode about why changing something about yourself is so hard. Okay, so let's start by unpacking what it means to change because change sounds like a totally simple thing to do, but we all know that it is something that is not simple to do at all. We know time and time again, we don't see permanent results. So I want to start by looking at what I see as the four universally accepted components of change. First, the first component is that there is a problem that needs to be identified. Whatever the problem could be, it could be losing weight, it could be getting rid of symptoms, it could be wanting to improve your eating habits, it could be achieving consistent exercise, it could be becoming a better mom, wife, sister, daughter, or it could even be learning how to cope with work pressures. But boom, right? You've identified a problem that you need to be solved in your life. Then component two is determining the how. So this is how are you going to get this done? This is when you yourself decide on which set of instructions you want to follow. Because you know, I know, (laughs) that there's many different approaches for solving similar problems. And this is where you can easily become persuaded to purchase a solution because there's a strong draw to pay top dollar for somebody else's proven formula. Because you know that getting clear on these two components is very valuable to you because you really want to make sure that you're not wasting your time solving a problem that you don't care about or wasting your time on a how that actually doesn't work, okay? So you now you know what problem you're going to solve and what your step-by-step plan is for how you're going to get it done. So then you start looking for the third universally accepted component of change, 
which is energy. The most common energy that we covet for change seems to be motivation or willpower. You know who you are, right? Without this component, you don't think that there can be success. And I think that there's a ton of different ways to create motivation. I see a lot of different attempts. So what I see is some some of you like to stew over the gap of who you are currently compared to who you want to be. So you could also use an upcoming situation to put timeline pressure on yourself. You could use pressure knowing that you have to make this change for the health of your relationships or your health in general or continued employment. Or you could even fall back on the energy that gets produced from negative self-talk. Something like, I need to change. I can't believe you let yourself get to this place. What's wrong with you, etc. cetera. Uh, you, you really have a lot of options available to you for creating the energy that you know is going to be required for this change. But you know it can also be really hard to drum up enough energy to make this change by yourself. So this is where many of you reach out for support, right? To your spouse, a friend, some coworkers, or even a professional that can give you externally sourced energy or externally sourced motivation when you can't drum it up yourself. These are casually called your accountability partner or, you know, so that you can remain motivated and keep going forward when things get tough and you just don't have it within yourself to keep moving forward. But regardless of the way that you get energy, whatever motivation, willpower, this is the third component that you seek out when you are trying to change a behavior. All right. And finally... This is the fourth component of change, which is taking action, right? This is where the rubber meets the road and tangible actions are taken. You know, without this step, like the problem will never be solved. The how you can have, you can know what the problem is you're trying to solve. You can know the how for how it's going to get done and you can have all the motivation in the world. But if you don't do the thing, you know that you're never going to see the change. Action is the next component each of you see as a vital, necessary step of change, right? So there, there could be some of you might use checkboxes or task lists or your calendar, scheduling your calendar, making appointments, whatever the thing. Action is actually where many of you thrive because it is very fulfilling to finally see steps being taken and boxes being checked in order to achieve this result in your life. Okay, so we know the four components of change and this universally accepted equation does seem to be comprehensive and fail-proof, right? Because you have clarity of the problem, you have instructions for the how, you have the energy of motivation and willpower, and then you have the action required to make the change, right? This is it. You have all the components you need to change your behaviors for good, right? But if this is true, why is change still so elusive? Why is it 
impossible to make this permanent change. Many of you are highly motivated to take all the action, but permanent change is still never achieved. Or you know exactly how to solve the problem and you take lots of action despite your low motivation and still this permanent change is not achieved. This can really be frustrating for a lot of you and it can create a lot of overwhelm and a lot of confusion. Why is permanent change of your behaviors so darn hard? So of course, right? This is where I want to go over the missing piece that is not taught. It's my goal with this podcast to make sure and teach what our culture and our upbringing often leaves out. I want you to leave here with the tools and the capacity to change yourself permanently and effectively, even when things get hard. So let's start with what we do know. Okay, we know the result that we want to achieve, which is the problem that you have determined that you want to be solved. We know that there needs to be action, of course. And we also know we need to have decided how we're going to get this done. Then we know that there needs to be energy of some kind. Often it's motivation or willpower that gets attention as like the common currency that's going to be required. And now this is the most important piece of this equation. And thankfully, thank God, it remains a component that's 100% in your control. Maintaining control over your thoughts throughout this whole process will be a crucial step to achieve permanent change and permanent action and therefore permanent results. And why this is imperative is because it's your thoughts that create your energy. And it's your energy that drives your action. And through consistent action, you will generate your desired results. This is a cascade effect that begins with your thoughts as the thing that pulls this trigger. A common mistake for behavior change is thinking that taking action is the secret to achieving results, right? If I just take enough action, if I just keep doing the thing, I'm guaranteed to get results. But I want you to consider that it is less about the action and more about the energy behind the action. If you want to know what I mean by this and learn a little bit more deeply about this, I want you to go back and listen to episode 10. And furthermore, the energy behind your action is always created by the thoughts that you're choosing to believe. So notice that I said the thoughts that you're believing. And this is a very important distinction because it is also 100% possible to have thoughts that don't generate energy simply because you are choosing not to believe them. But there is magic that happens when you decide to think specific thoughts that drive intentional energy. From that energy, you will have the capacity to create sustainable energy that will drive your actions so that you can get these results 
consistently. I want to share a quick example um, that happened to one of my clients. So she was in our program. She was losing weight very consistently, and she was doing all the actions that we had together planned. And she was feeling very energized in the process. Uh, At this time, she was operating from an energy of determination, which was being driven from the thought, I can do this. I have the tools I need this time. But what was fascinating is that I watched this happen and it was that her weight loss began to slow despite taking all of the same actions. And when I brought this up to her, there just seemed to be more of an energy of defeat than determination. It's like there just become this subtle shift. The determination was still there, but there was just this defeat that was within her. And she also noticed that week how she was still eating very well, but there was a little bit more unplanned indulgences like an extra piece of chocolate a few more times than she had planned or um, that she noticed she was still, of course, avoiding the foods that caused her inflammation, but she was noticing that she was having more and more of those symptoms reoccurring. And after our coaching session, we did some deep diving into her thoughts and trying to pull some of these subconscious thoughts to the surface. And what we uncovered is that the subconscious thought that she had been believing this whole time was, you might be seeing results now, but you know this won't last. When we uncovered it, she knew that it was a thought that she believed because when she said it aloud, she had a tremendous sense of defeat wash over her. She knew this thought to be true, even when she didn't want to believe it. But just by simply knowing that this thought was there, she was then able to consciously hear her brain bring it up. And that was when she was finally able to see that this thought was actually optional. She knew that attempts in her past hadn't worked before. But she also knew that her past did not determine what was possible for her in her future. So she decided to believe new thoughts on purpose, which was the thing that drove her to have that continued energy of determination that had served her so well in the previous months. She knew that if she allowed herself to operate from an energy of defeat, she would get the exact results that those thoughts alluded to, that the results would not last. And that is not what she wanted. She really wanted and wanted to take ownership of the thoughts that she was thinking and really become a steward of her own brain. And there's something I want you to notice about the thoughts that you choose to believe and the energy that you choose to operate from. Okay, so notice what thoughts energize you and notice which thoughts drain you. If you're choosing to think a thought that creates motivation but is equally draining, is this a thought that actually or ultimately serves you? Thoughts like this 
usually at, are at your own expense. Thoughts like you're so disgusting is a good example. Like, sure, you can generate motivation from it, but ultimately, you know that this thought will drain you because its origin is to be victim to your own body. It creates a separation between your brain and body. And just notice, though, that you can also generate motivation from a thought like this time is different, which drives motivation, right? That energy. And this energy, instead of drains you, it can energize you. And notice, though, just how these thoughts feel different. They're both driving motivation, but they both feel very different. If your thoughts are not in alignment with having your own back that we talked about in the last episode, just know that you are operating from a limited supply of energy. Motivation at your own expense is not something that will last. I also want you to notice something about the thoughts from the example that I talked about. So we know that thoughts create energy of some kind, 100% of the time. This is just how your body creates energy because it's your brain generating a perception or judgment of the world around you. That's that's how it creates energy. That's the trigger. Without perception, there's no energy. But also notice that thoughts can be conscious or subconscious. They will always be there because by default, your brain has to perceive the environment around you, right? You think about 70,000 thoughts every single day. This is your brain doing its job and helping you to understand the world around you. But when you're making an intentional change, you will need to begin to think intentionally. You cannot think intentionally with thoughts that are subconscious. Subconscious thoughts are passively believed as fact. And they drive your energy all the same. If you do not do the work to bring these thoughts, these subconscious thoughts to the surface, you will never have the opportunity to choose whether you want to continue thinking them or not because all thoughts are optional. If you are stuck believing subconscious thoughts that generate defeat and discouragement ahead of time, What results do you think you're going to achieve? Like how permanent will this change be if you finally achieve it? You do not have the option of seeing subconscious thoughts as optional. You just passively believe them as fact. But if you bring them to the conscious space and you actually are allowed to be witness to your own brain, That is when you have all your power and authority back. You then get to take the reins and you get to choose whether or not you want to continue believing some of these optional thoughts. So today, I want you to remember that it's your thoughts that create your energy. 
and your energy that drives your actions and it's your actions that create your results. It's a one cascade. Without any of those components, it will not work. And remember, it always starts with your thoughts. And today is the perfect day to begin to take notice of the thoughts that your brain comes up with. I want you to seek to be witness to them. So this is going to require some pen to paper because This is a very unique situation because you have to use your brain to be witness to your brain. And it's a lot, it's very, very hard to be witness to your brain inside of your own brain. You see how it's kind of a, kind of gets confusing and it starts to loop a little bit. So when you start to get some of these thoughts out with pen to paper, you will notice that there will be a tremendous increase in clarity for you. I want you to become the watcher of yourself, as we discussed in episode three, so that you can consistently and predictably show up for yourself and truly change your own life. I know you've got this, and I'm so honored to help you along the way. All right, that's all I have for today. I will talk to you next week. All right, bye everyone. Hey, if you're in the market for some personalized attention, I want to encourage you to head on over to yourlivinghealth.com and book your free introductory consult. For those of you who are loving this information, please go ahead and leave me a review so that others can have easier access to this information. Or leave me a comment or a question that you have about one of these episodes or even an idea for a future episode. As always, thank you so much for your interest in reducing your inflammation and I'll talk to you soon.